everybody. Welcome to the draft edition of Out of Bounds with Dylan James and JT. We're going to be here today talking about our draft predictions. Our mock drafts are one and only this year, JT. Of course, of course. One and only. We only do one a year. That's it. We don't do like five or six like Mel Kuyper Jr. does. (laughs) We don't do that. Okay, we only do one. For a second, I thought, okay, Dylan, how far is this going? Are we going to do a... NFL, an NBA, no. NHL, no. oh man. No, just one <laughs> solid podcast about the draft, one mock draft for the year per per host. Exactly. So one for me, one for you. That exactly. is my gift to our listeners this week is my mock draft. So if you're filling out mock drafts and you want to uh, get a winner, probably don't go with mine. Um, mine is more of... I don't think that all this is going to happen because, of course, there are going to be trades. There are going to be things of that nature that are just going to be variables in the whole process. But I think if I were a GM of these teams, these are the players I would pick with my picks this year. No, I totally agree with you, Dylan. And how I base my picks is I looked at some of, of course, all the top players. And what I did was... I kind of broke down on what I felt each team needed and picked the best player for that situation for that team. And as you mentioned, there might be some trades. Quarterbacks, I wasn't really too hot on because, look, I I picked three quarterbacks to go in the first round. But to me, none of these quarterbacks, to me, are like franchise, like Pro Bowl type quarterback, at least not right now. They could be in the future, or you might be able to pick up some quarterbacks in the later rounds of the draft. So that's something you'll have to watch. But for the most part, I just base it off what the team needs, why I felt the best play that would fit the situation for that need, and we'll just have to see how everything else plays out tomorrow. We'll see if we're right or if we're not. But one way or another, we'll find out tomorrow. We'll definitely find out tomorrow. And, you know, with this whole draft, uh, the quarterbacks, like you said, there's not really a strong quarterback class this year. I think the only quarterback in this draft who is a franchise quarterback who will get to that potential, I would say just Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is a dark horse going into this draft. Um, He went up against the best defense in Alabama two years in a row. Uh, put up really good numbers in those games too, and people just overlook it. I think that he'll be a dark horse in this in this whole thing, and you'll be surprised as to who will pick him up in my draft uh, when we talk about those in just a few minutes. But before we do that, the biggest news today. Well, there's two pieces of big news. Hold First on, of hold all, on, hold on, let me do it. Breaking news. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. There you go. Uh, let's just go with that first, then. So ESPN has laid off about a hundred employees. Today. Yeah, some anchors, analysts, reporters, writers, producers. I'm like, they are laying down the law, man, with these layouts. Wow. We kind of knew this was going to happen because ESPN has been in a steady decline over the past few years with viewership because they turned it into a 24-7 network. That's the biggest problem with it. Um, and they've been trying to do all this new content recently over the Digital past content. few years. Digital content, too, which... I get it. It's good. Some of the content they have is actually pretty good. I actually subscribe to ESPN the magazine, and I get Insider for free. So I have all go. this stuff for when the fi- uh, fantasy football comes into play. I have all of this 
knowledge at my fingertips just by clicking a button on ESPN. I get all this insider information and I get the best knowledge to uh, pick which players I want for my team. So it's pretty cool. It is great and it's, it's cheap for us because we're Disney employees. But on the flip side, it's just slowly declining. Some of the biggest names that we saw today, uh, let's look at the list here. We saw Trent Dilfer was was taken out too. Of course, the big one, Jay Crawford. Jay Crawford is a very big name nowadays on ESPN. He's been an anchor for a while too. It's 14 years he's been on ESPN. And they're dropping like flies over there on ESPN. I would not want to be employed by ESPN right now because... I have a feeling it's going to end in a fiery blaze very quickly. Second piece of news today, Marshawn Lynch is heading to the Oakland Raiders pending a physical. As of right now, of you listening to this podcast, he might have already passed the physical to where he might be on the Oakland Raiders already, but he is going to the Oakland Raiders. What do you think about that? The Raiders. No, I think that's a a good pickup for the Raiders if he could stay healthy. He'll definitely help the running game if uh, Derek Carr, he's their quarterback, right? Yep. As long as he's healthy, they will do really well. And I risk, when I did my mock, back, mock draft, ugh, I can't talk today, I initially was going to think running back could be a need that they could use, but now they got Marshawn Lynch. The question is for the Raiders, which Marshawn Lynch are they going to get? Are they going to get the beast mode guy who was tearing up in Seattle and doing really good? Or is it going to be like the one who's been kind of injury prone towards the end of the career and then he had to retire? Now, at least he got a year off, so he's refreshed, but it's kind of unknown right now. We'll have to wait and see. Very true. Uh, so let's get into this whole thing. This is our mock draft for 2017 for the NFL draft. JT, let's just do this. Let's start the first 10 picks, okay? Just go down your list of first 10 picks, and then I'll give my first 10 picks. So let's do that. All right. Well, let's get this party started with the first pick in the 2017 NFL Draft. I have the Cleveland Browns selecting Miles Garrett, defensive end, Texas A&M. Now, here's why. He's the best player on the board. And to me, Cleveland, picking quarterbacks with the number one pick, it hasn't worked out. You've had like 20, 22 quarterbacks since they came back in the league. I wouldn't... And like I mentioned earlier, they to me, these quarterbacks are in the draft. It's going to take them a while to develop. And to me, Miles Garrett's the best player on the board. He has all-pro potential. He's athletic. And this past season at Texas A&M, he had 15 tackles, and he had 8.5 sacks. So he's done very well. And to me, he's been telling everybody, you pass on me, I'm gonna, you're going to make it a big mistake. You're making a big mistake. So Cleveland, please do not make this mistake. Take a quarterback or any other position. Take the best man on the board. That's Miles Garrett. Very true. And he ran a four six forty, yeah, four six four forty in the uh, NFL Combine this year too. So he's fast. He's a fast defensive end. Comes around the corner very quickly, and he's going to boost that D line over there in Cleveland as well. Definitely. Is that who you got? With That's who I got pick? on the first round pick. Yeah. So if we have the same pick, I'll just chime in and say yes, I have that pick as well. So we both have Miles Garrett going first overall to the Chicago. I'm sorry, to the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Next pick is San Francisco 49ers. And who do you got? With the second pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, I have the San Francisco 49ers taking Solomon Thomas, defensive end out of Stanford. 
Now, the reason why I have the 49ers taking him, I know there's been rumors that they would do a quarterback, possibly, or a linebacker, but I felt Simon Thomas would be a natural fit because their GM, John Lynch, he's trying to make that defense kind of similar to what it was when he played when he was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 4-3 defense. To me, Solomon Thomas is a perfect fit for that. Um, he's a pass rusher. Those 49ers definitely need that because they couldn't stop anybody last year. And, of course, he's right up the road in Palo Alto, not too far from Santa Clara where they play. Stanford guy, why not? Stanford guys are pretty good in football nowadays, right? Right, exactly. Andrew Luck. Exactly. I have Solomon Thomas as well. He ran a 4.6940 in the NFL Combine, had 30 reps of 225 pounds, and also a 35-inch vertical. Wow. It was one of the highest verticals they had in the draft. Uh, excellent run support and edge pass rusher as well. He is going to do very well for the San Francisco 49ers defense, who allowed um, 165.9 rushing yards per game last season, 32nd in the league. I think that uh, with Solomon Thomas, they're definitely going to be shoring up that number there. So next, we're going to go to the Chicago Bears, third overall. The Bears. Who you got in that? With the third pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, I have the Chicago Bears taking Jamal Adams, safety, out of LSU. Ooh. Now, here's why. Okay. 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 Their safety line is was weak, and the Bears, to me, they need to get back to like that 85 Bears defense type of play. And Jamal Adams... He was a dominant playmaker at LSU. He's an impact player. He got 77 tackles with LSU this past season. And he's, you know, going to keep his area in the box and not let a lot of balls go by him. I just think for the Bears, he would be a great pickup for them and be an impact player for that defense. I have Malik Hooker from Ohio State going to Chicago. He is a safety as well. Um, he is actually graded higher than Jamal Adams on the draft boards, but he uh, plays the ball like a wide receiver. His first-rate reaction skills. He's very aggressive and sometimes to a fault. Terrific in deep coverage, and he has ball he has ball hawk skills that are off the charts completely. Um, he's six one, two hundred six pounds, and I think he's going to help the Chicago Bears defense a lot um, uh, with rushing yards, especially in defense rushing yards allowed last year from the Chicago bears, 121.9 yards per game, uh, ranked 27th in the league in that statistic. So I think that Malik hooker is going to help a lot. He's very aggressive. He loves to play. Um, he, he loves to play in open space and also comes down to the line quite a bit to help and run support too. So I think that Malik hooker is going to be a good pick for them. Next, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, this one's an interesting pick because people are thinking that they're going to be shooting for a quarterback with this pick. Or a running back. Or a running back. Um, Let's just squash that right now. They're not going for a quarterback. I don't think so either. They're not going for a running back either. Because they have TJ Yeldon. Exactly. And I don't think they're going for a running back or a quarterback. Jacksonville has already said that they are going to be sticking with Blake Blake Bortles for at least one more year. Just to see how it works. And yeah, Doug Marone got a lot of him last season. The last two games that he coached, he, he won the games. He beat my Titans, our Titans, unfortunately. He did. But he did. He, he's come back to life after after the season, not look like he was going to play. So yeah, yeah. He's turned it around, and I think he deserves one more shot. Who do you think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to choose with the fourth overall pick this year? With the fourth pick in the 27 NFL, 2017, excuse me, NFL draft, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking defensive tackle Jonathan Allen. From Roll Tide, Alabama. And he, I believe that for the 
Jaguars. They need someone that is going to scare the crap out of these quarterbacks. And to me, Jonathan Allen is that guy. Yeah, I agree. Only thing that he has that's um, a ding on his record, I guess you could say, is shoulder issues. He had a shoulder issue in 2014 and 2015. He's had surgery on that, so we'll see if that scares some teams away. But I do think that he they will get picked. Uh, he will get picked by the Jaguars at number four. He's very versatile, very quick uh, in run support skills and disruptive um, when it comes to big plays. So he's a top flight prospect in the league. And I think he'll be a huge force with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, number five, the moment we've all been waiting for, the Tennessee Titans overall, fifth overall pick. Who do you have the Titans picking? Well, this one, I it was really tough to debate because the Titans, I you could go on either way with this pick. One, they could trade it, which is certainly a possibility. Two, they could draft a cornerback because we know we need a cornerback. I also feel they need a wide receiver. They could also get an uh, inside linebacker. But I felt for the fifth pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans, who I believe they should pick, is Mike Williams. And I'm going to tell you why. Wow. Okay. Okay. I don't think Mike Williams is going to get past the top 10. Everyone I've seen these mock boards think, oh, Mike Williams, he's going to slide past the top 10 as my Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friends. Look, let's say Mike Williams is still on the board. You see the Buffalo Bills sitting there at 10, eating their hot Buffalo wings at the draft board table? Okay? I'm telling you right now, if we pass on Mike Williams, and he's sitting there for Buffalo at 10, they're going to pick him. I mean, imagine you got Sammy Watkins on one end and you got Mike Williams the other. I know they don't have a quarterback, but who cares who their quarterback is? You got two solid receivers that you can give the ball to. And True. Buffalo definitely needs that. But the Titans, where our next pick after this is 18. And unless we trade up, which we could trade up at 12, but I don't think Mike Williams is going to get past 12. So I'm a Titans. You got to give. Mariota, a weapon, and to me, he's the best receiver available. Very good analysis. Very good. Um, what I will say is, I think they're going to pick the best available player on the board at this point. Mike Williams is further down the draft board when it comes to statistics, when it comes to um, being ready for the NFL, being ready for a team. I think that the Titans will pick the best player available. And that best player is Jamal Adams from LSU. Safety from LSU. He ran a 4-5-6-40 at the Combine. He led LSU's defense and only gave up 16 touchdowns in 12 games last season. When he started in 12 games. Gave up 16 touchdowns. That's it. Mm-hmm. And he's easily comparable to Eric Berry from the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think since we passed up Eric Berry in the first place, because we were going to try to get him last season when he was a free agent, I think that we come back around and get the next best thing, which is Jamal Adams. Even though we do have Denoris Searcy as our safety right now, but I still think Jamal Adams will be a much more elite player in the long run than Denoris Searcy. So I believe they're going to pick a safety. But that doesn't say that they won't trade away that fifth pick. 
I still think that either they're going to trade away their fifth pick or their 18th pick, and they're going to get a wide receiver. There's going to be a wide receiver on the board with whatever the pick they trade for. But right now, with this draft, I believe Jamal Adams will be a Titan. Okay. Sixth pick, the New York Jets. Who you got? Well, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say for the sixth pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, I have the New York Jets taking a quarterback. But it's not the quarterback you think. I'm going to go with a guy that's a proven winner who's won a national championship recently, and he has the other two quarterbacks. I'm just not too solid on them as a top-five pick. So I'm going with a proven winner, and that is Deshaun Watson. I know people are thinking, oh, the Jets, we had Mark Sanchez, that worked out for a couple years, then it snowballed, or as you could say, butt fumbled, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, and since then, it hasn't been good for the Jets with Ryan Fitzpatrick and all these other quarterbacks have gone through the system, and to me, the Jets, they need some stability. Geno Smith, it didn't work out, but Deshaun Watson, I think if you give him time, to develop, you know, not rush him in there. Let Ryan Fitzpatrick, if he's still going to play, play. And let's say you're, what, two and eight, probably, yeah. and you're halfway through the season. Then you give Deshaun Watson some reps, and I think he would be a, a good pickup for the Jets. They need somebody. And Deshaun Watson, I think, would be some quarterback that the Jets can develop really well with a quarterback. I think they're going to get a quarterback as well. But Todd Bowles is going to screw everything up and get the most hyped quarterback as of right now, which is Mitchell Trubisky. He's going to screw it up. Mitchell Trubisky is one of those players that I don't think he's going to be a good player in the NFL. He's overhyped. He's overhyped. My concern with Mitchell Trubisky is he's been a backup most most of his college career. He's only had 30 starts. Now, granted, he was impressive. He's got 30, 30 touchdowns, I believe, and six interceptions. Mm-hmm. In That's a small career. sample size, though. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. And this is one reason why I decide it's just a small sample. Let's give him to Deshaun Watson, the New York Jets. But anyway, carry on. So he did account for 4,056 yards of total offense with the North Carolina offense. Plus, he was 68% with his accuracy. So he has very, very good accuracy. He can throw the ball down the field. He was a one-year starter. So that, like I said, it's a small sample size. Um, he needs more work under center and lacks uh, awareness in the pocket when it comes to his blind side. He needs to work on that a little bit more. And he must work on his reads. But other than that, I mean, I think that the Jets will see this guy, especially with all the hype around him right now. I think the Jets are going to screw everything up and say, you know what, I'm just going to pick Mitchell Trubisky and then not have a starting quarterback yeah. In his second year, because he's just going to get hurt or something. I feel sad for those Jet fans that are going to be down in Philly watching that pick. Boo! I feel bad for Mitchell Trubisky, okay? If he goes to the Jets, you know the I feel bad for out. him. I very, I feel very, very bad for him. Okay, next is the Los Angeles Chargers with the seventh overall pick. Oh, wait, they're not in San Diego anymore? Oh, well, you know what? I I don't know where they are, really. I think they're in limbo. I really think they're in limbo because I have no idea where they are. So I'm just going to say Los Angeles Chargers. Seventh overall pick. Who you go, Chargers, go. 
as Arnold Schwarzenegger would say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll go for this time. Um, we already talked about this guy, Mike Williams, wide receiver from Clemson. Chargers will pick him up with a seventh overall pick. Uh, he had a 32.5-inch vertical. He's very agile and can just weld a poorly thrown balls. Occasionally looks to run before securing the ball, but he does need to build up foot speed. Um, he has more build up and foot speed than instant quickness. Uh, so I think that Mike Williams will be off the board, seventh overall with the Chargers. All right, and with my pick, the seventh pick, in the 2017 NFL Draft for the Los Angeles Chargers. I have them taking Malik Hooker, free safety at Ohio State. Now, Gus Bradley is their coach, and I, the way I've seen Malik Hooker play, I think he would be a great fit for the system that they run. He plays much, stays in the middle, you know, doesn't let anything go past him. And he in Ohio State, he did pretty well this past season. He had 74 tackles. Uh, seven interce- interceptions, and a, a lot of scouts are high on him. I think he would be a good pickup if he's still on the board for the Chargers to take him at seven. Perfect. I think we have the next pick, and it's the same pick. Is that correct? Carolina yes, Panthers with picking the up pick. The Carolina Panthers. We have them. Both of us are picking running back Leonard Fournette out of LSU going to the Panthers. Now, Dylan, here's why I think that the Panthers should take Leonard Fournette. Obviously, one, he is a speed and a power running back. I mean, that guy is going to train wreck <laughs> those defenses running out. So, NFC South, Saints, Falcons, Buccaneers, watch out. This guy is going to steamroll you guys on defense. Number two, Jonathan Stewart. He is their current running back right now. But, what is he, 30, 32, I think? Yeah, he's getting, like that. he's getting old, and he has been having some injury problems, Okay. He can't stay healthy. Number three, Cam Newton needs help. I mean, he really struggled last year. Who would have thought? This team was in the Super Bowl almost two years ago. Yeah. And last year, they just went on a tailspin. Cam Newton, I, I don't know what happened. He really struggled this past year. And he needs help at the running game. And to me, Leonard Fournette, he's a beast. He will help Cam Newton big time. Yeah, I definitely agree. He is the best player that's on the board still um, up to this eighth position overall Uh, he has great field vision and power he needs work on blocking and route running um, but he can catch the ball out of the outfit out of the uh, backfield so it's good for cam newton to have another target for him to have another um another weapon on in their arsenal in the offense because their offense wasn't that bad last year passing wise eh, they could have been better it was a 230.3 yards per game so it was 21st in the league uh, running rushing defense is actually pretty good. It's one thirteen point four rushing yards per game, uh, ranked tenth in the league. So they did a pretty good job rushing. But I think having Leonard Fournette taking the weight off of Cam Newton's shoulders a little bit at least would be very very good for the Carolina Panthers. And I think that he would be a great pick for the Panthers at eight. So at nine, the Cincinnati Bengals have Taco Carlton, defensive end from Michigan. He had a 4.9140 yard dash, 33-inch vertical. He's very quick with an initial surge and flexible in redirecting the charge and needs refinement with his technical skills. But other than that, he's a very, very good player. And he was a disruptive force with Michigan when he was playing up there. And he's going to help that defense too, especially with the rushing game with uh, rushing defense. They allowed 113.2 yards 
uh, rushing yards per game last year, which ranked 21st in the league. So Taco Carlton will be a bingle with the ninth overall pick. With my ninth overall pick for the 2017 draft for the Cincinnati Bengals, I have them going a little differently. I have them picking an inside linebacker. You might have heard of him by now. He's been the news as of late. Ruben Foster from oh, yes. Alabama. Diluted sample yes. Ruben. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but here's why. He's an explosive inside linebacker that, to me, the, the Bengals need somebody to help protect their quarterback because Andy Dalton just couldn't stay upright last year. Pittsburgh defense, the Ravens defense, they were all over him. He has obviously Pro Bowl potential. And to me, they need some attitude on that offensive line. And when you know you're going every day against or every other week against the Ravens and the Steelers and the Browns of the world, you need to keep your quarterback upright to get you through the season. So that's why I went with Ruben Foster. Very good. Very good. So the 10th pick overall will be the Buffalo Bills. Who are still eating their buffalo wings at the draft board room. Maybe with some Paula's Donuts as well. Maybe with some Paula's Donuts, exactly. So with the 10th overall pick, I believe the Buffalo Bills will pick Marshawn Lattimore, cornerback from Ohio State. I actually was debating whether... Uh, Tennessee was going to pick Jamal Adams or Marshawn Lattimore with that with that fifth overall pick. Mm-hmm. Marshawn Lattimore has some injury problems in the past with Ohio State, but yes, hamstring issues. Hamstring issues, yes. Uh, but he's very fluid and active uh, when he's a cover man. He's exceptional in leaping and timing skills with, when the ball's in flight, and needs to work on technical skills and coverage techniques in the league. I think he'll be a very very good player, but let's just see if he can actually stay healthy and stay on the field. Yes, I also agree with you that the Bills will take Marshawn Lattimore, cornerback at Ohio State. Um, you pretty much already mentioned everything. The only thing I will add to that is, you know, he had a stellar career at Ohio State, was the top corner, he has big play abilities, and he did very well this past season over 41 tackles. So I, I agree, Marshawn Lattimore will be the pick for the Bills at 10. All right, well, those are our first uh, top 10 picks of the NFL draft. So this next set, uh, the next 22 picks, let's just do quick hits on who they're going to pick, what team it is, and let's say one plus again, uh, one plus for that player in the team they'll be getting picked uh, getting picked by. So New Orleans Saints, number 11, will be taking Reuben Foster, linebacker out of Alabama. Uh, number 12, Cleveland Browns will be taking Deshaun Watson, quarterback from Clemson. Guaranteed winner. I think that the Browns can't even mess this guy up, so I think he'll be a very, very good player for the Cleveland Browns. Arizona Cardinals at 13. They're going to be picking Corey Davis, wide receiver out of Western Michigan. He ended his college career with 328 catches for 5,212 yards, averaged 16 yards per catch, and had 51 touchdowns on top of that. So he'll help that passing game tremendously in in Cardinals land, kind of taking off the heat on uh, Larry Fitzgerald in the moonlight of his career. Next with the 14th overall pick is the Philadelphia Eagles. Dalvin Cook running back from Florida State getting picked up there with a 4.49 40-yard dash in the combine. 
and he rushed for 1,765 yards on 288 carries, averaging 6.1 yards per carry in 2016 with the Florida State Seminoles. So that's going to be a really good pickup for the Philadelphia Eagles since they're looking for a running back. And they were looking for a cornerback and a defensive end as well, but I think that Dalvin Cook will be the best player on the board at that point. The Indianapolis Colts, which, boo, uh, 15th (laughs) overall, they're going to be picking up Hassan Reddick from Temple, inside linebacker. Ran a 4.52 40-yard dash to the combine. He's a very versatile player, can play with hands in the dirt, outside linebacker, or in the middle linebacker position. He's excellent on closing speed to the ball carrier and his foot speed and reversibility to be effective in coverage. He's very, very good with, um, but he still needs some work on the, you know, technicalities of that number 16th overall is baltimore ravens john ross wide receiver from washington we just miss him right there just miss him he was just at the cusp but john ross or john ross uh with a 4.2240 the fastest 40 in the digital era uh in the nfl which is phenomenal he is instant fast super quick into and out of his cut savvy route runner and has upgraded his route running skills recently over the past year and he must work on ball security and traffic because he has a few problems with uh, fumbles. So we need to work on that. Washington Redskins with the 17th overall pit, pick will pick Christian McCaffrey. He's kind of <clears throat> further down on my draft board. Running back from Stanford, ran a 4.4840. Has blazing speed and elusive out in the open field. Versatile back and outstanding edge rusher. He has excellent punt and kickoff return skills too. So I think they'll turn to him for their return game. Number 18 with the Tennessee Titans. I believe they will pick O.J. Howard, tight end from Alabama. He's long, lean, and he looks like a king-sized wide receiver. That's pretty much all I can say about him. He's a really, really good tight end. I think he'll be a good fit in the Titans scheme, and he will be a good replacement once uh, Demo. I'm sorry. I just had a brain fart. Delaney Walker. Walker. Yes, once Delaney Walker leaves Tennessee. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 19, Malik McDowell, defensive tackle for Michigan State. He ran a 4.8540 in the draft and the combine. Flexible and agile athlete, good pass rush skills, and first-rate closing speed to the quarterback too. So they'll help with the um, with the sack ability of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and help with the front of that line on the defensive line. Denver Broncos, 20th overall, Derek Barnett's defensive end from Tennessee. Tennessee boy. He will go 20th overall to the Denver Broncos. He recorded 33 sacks in Tennessee. He set a school record with that sack mark. And he's a flexible athlete, gets off the snap quickly, well-built upper body, and holds his own with good lower body power when runs are directed towards him. So I think he'll be a very good player in the Denver scheme. So that was my 11 through 20 pick. JT, it's time for your quick hits. Well, with the 11th pick... In the 2017 draft, I have the New Orleans Saints taking, well, the guy you just talked about, Derek Barnett. Wow. End, okay. Tennessee. Okay. You know, he's, like you mentioned, he's a proven pass rusher, and I think he will help improve um, the front line for the Saints. Um, of course, he had 10, sa- 10 sacks, 10 Saints, 10 sacks in his college career or this past season at Tennessee. So the Saints, better get him. He's going to be a good pickup for you guys. At number 12, the Cleveland Browns, assuming they're still there, I have them taking a quarterback. I have them taking the one that everyone keeps over-talking about, Mitchell Trubisky. 
And as I mentioned earlier, at least for the Cleveland Browns, I'll give you guys this. Mitchell Trubisky, despite him only having 30 or 13 starts in his career, and that he had a breakout season, 30 touchdowns, and only 6 picks. Mitchell Trubisky, I believe he is from Ohio, and he actually, I saw an interview this morning on NFL.com that he said he actually wants to play for the Browns. It's his dream. He wants to play there. So the good news for you, Cleveland, is he wants to be there. He wants to play in Cleveland. I believe that's the first player in the past 10 years who has said, I want to play for the Cleveland Browns. Well, I actually think I heard this story before from some Cleveland quarterback that used to play there. Mm. I think he went to Notre Dame. His name, was it Brady Quinn? Oh, yeah. He's from that area, and how that worked out for him. Well, let's hope for the Cleveland Browns' sake that the uh, this time around it will actually work out. But we'll have to wait and see. I think I know why he wants to play for Cleveland. He wants that first round, first overall pick, simply because he gets more money that way. That's oh, the only reason why he wants to play for Cleveland. No, you're certainly right on that. All right. With the 13th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, I have the Arizona Cardinals taking Patrick Mahomes, quarterback, Texas Tech. He, obviously, from his, obviously, Texas Tech, Bruce Douglas always tells me he's a gunslinger, so he knows how to throw that ball, like Brett Favre. And Carson Palmer, he doesn't got a lot of legs left on him left. Arizona, to me, needs a quarterback for the future and start grooming him now. To me, if Patrick Mahomes is there, you take him. With the 14th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, I have the Philadelphia Eagles taking Marlon Humphrey, cornerback out of Alabama. Philadelphia Eagles, I think, need a, need a cornerback to help them straighten out that defense. If Marlon Humphrey's on the board, you definitely need to take him. With the 15th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, I have the Indianapolis Colts. Boo. Boo. <laughs> I have them taking a running back, and call me crazy, Dylan, but I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I say they're if he's there at 15, I'm having the Indianapolis Colts take Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Now, here's why. One, obviously, he has that connection with Andrew Luck at Stanford. Number two, he is a triple threat receiver. He can play running back. He can play wide receiver. You know, you probably put him on the kickoff team. He is... All over the place. And at Stanford, he had one he rushed for 1,603 yards and he had 13 touchdowns this past season. So Christian McCaffrey, I think he would be a great pickup for the Colts. With the number 16 pick in the 2017 NFL draft, I have the Baltimore Ravens taking cornerback Corey I'm sorry, cornerback. Wide receiver Corey Davis from Western Michigan. And the main reason I have him going there to Baltimore at 16, because number one, Steve Smith retired. And number two, they need a top receiver to develop. I think if Corey Davis is there for them, they should take him. At number 17, with the 2017 draft, the Washington Redskins, I have them taking Gerard Davis, linebacker from the University of Florida. You know, good mixed linebacker. You know, got a lot of potential there. And I know there's been a lot of drama in Washington lately. No, we're not talking about your boy Donald Trump. We are talking about 
we are talking about the quarterback situation with Kirk Cousins. So I know there's been rumors going around in D.C. that if they feel that Kirk Cousins isn't going to commit to the long term, they could pick a quarterback in this draft. But the Redskins, they got to be smart. Gerard Davis is there. Take him. You need someone to help protect Davis and that offense. Number 18, the Tennessee Titans. Yeah! Woo! Tighten up, baby. All right. With the 18th pick, I have the Tennessee Titans selecting Charles Harris. Wait, what? Charles Harris, linebacker from Mizzou. And here's why. Look, Charles Harris, he had a pretty solid career at Mizzou. And for me, since I had the Titans picking Mike Williams as the top wide receiver, I figured let's get an inside linebacker that can help keep Mariota upright. Because remember, he got banged up towards the end of the season, and that cost us because we could have been in the playoffs. So if we get an inside linebacker to help him out, I think that would make a big improvement for the offense. So we have a wide receiver, an inside linebacker. We can spend the rest of the draft trying to get some defensive players. Number 19, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm sure you heard of this guy. James Winston, he's a quarterback. So guess where I'm going with number 19? Dalvin Cook, the running back out of Florida State. I have them going to him going to the Buccaneers. He would also be a huge addition to help that running game. Doug Martin is a running back right now for the Buccaneers, and he's not doing much. No, he's not doing much He at needs all. some motivation, and I think if Dalvin Cook is there at 19, Bucks, you take him so you can start kicking this guy, Doug Martin's butt, get him going. And James Winston, he needs help. So you get double running backs, two running backs to help carry the load. That will definitely help the Buccaneers a lot. And at number 20, the Denver Broncos, I have them going offensive tackle. I have them taking Ryan Ramsick. Offensive tackle for Wisconsin. I think he'll help improve that offensive line for the Denver Broncos that really struggled this past season. And that's my 11 through 20 picks. Sounds good. Well, you know, towards the end of the draft, it's usually not the big names that we hear. So let's just kind of do some more quick hits, quicker hits. <laughs> let's just say I'm going to say the team. I'm going to say the 21st pick. Let's say the Lions. I'm going to say the t- the player's name they're going to pick, and you say your player's name that they're going to pick, and yeah. we'll see if we're we're on the same page. Detroit Lions, the 21st overall pick, will be Caleb Brantley, defensive tackle from Florida. And with the 21st pick for the Detroit Lions, I have him taken Hassan Reddick, linebacker out of Temple. Very good. Miami Dolphins, 22nd overall, Ryan Ramzik, offensive tackle from Wisconsin. Hmm, I just talked about him. <laughs> the 22nd pick, I had the Miami Dolphins taking Cam Robinson, offensive tackle from Alabama. The New York Giants, 23rd overall, will be taking Forrest Lamp, offensive Ooh. guard, West Kentucky, Western Kentucky. With the 23rd pick, I have the New York Giants, the New York football Giants, taking tight end O.J. Howard from Alabama. With the 24th overall pick, the Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> will be taking Takarist McKinley, outside linebacker for UCLA. All right. With the 24th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, I have the Oakland Raiders taking Garon Conley, quarterback, corn, quarterback, cornerback out of Ohio State. Corner, corner, I know, corner. cornerback. <laughs> or defensive back, that's easier to say. The Houston Texans with the 25 over the, a 25th overall pick will be taking a quarterback, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-oh. And it is Patrick Mahomes from Texas Tech. 
They're staying in Texas, folks. Quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> All right. And with the 25th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, I have the Houston Texans taking Forrest Lamp, offensive guard from Western Kentucky. I just said his name. Look at that. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> that was my I'm Boston. Sure, Mar- my I don't know. I'm Never sure DBC is gonna be thrilled. <laughs> it's gonna be great. The Seattle Seahawks, 26 overall, will be taking Marlon Humphrey, the cornerback from Alabama. All right. For the 26th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, I have the Seattle Seahawks taking. Tredavious White, cornerback out of LSU. I just think he would be a good Richard Sherman replacement if he ever goes. There you go. He might come to the Titans. Uh, 27th overall pick, the Kansas City Chiefs will be taking Tim Williams, outside linebacker from Alabama. With the 27th overall pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, I have the Kansas City Chiefs taking Adore Jackson, cornerback, USC. Okay, cornerbacks. I like it. Uh, Dallas Cowboys with the 28th overall pick will be taking David Unjoku, tight end, Miami. Going to be a Jason Witten replacement. Mark my words. All right. With the 28th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, how about them Cowboys? I got them taking Taco Charlton, defensive end out of Michigan. Who do you got for the Green Bay Packers, JT? The 29th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, I have the Green Bay Packers taking Kevin King, cornerback, Washington. Ooh, I had Tim Williams, actually, so I put him <laughs> twice on my board. I don't know why that happened, but we're going to skip that. Pittsburgh Steelers, 30th overall, will be Zach Cunningham, outside linebacker from Vanderbilt. And with the 30th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking the guy you just talked about. David Njaku, tight end out of Miami. Alrighty, 31st overall, Atlanta Falcons. Cam Robinson, offensive tackle, Alabama. And with a 31st pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, I have the Atlanta Falcons taking Takaris McKinley, defensive end out of UCLA. And last but not least, the last pick of the first round of the 2017 NFL Draft. The New Orleans Saints, a pick from the Patriots, will be picking Tredavious White, cornerback from LSU. And for my pick, for the 32nd pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, I have the New Orleans Houdat Saints taking T.J. Watt, offensive linebacker from Wisconsin. Give Drew Brees and Adrian Peterson some help. I just found who I picked for Green Bay. And it is actually Alvin Kamara Uh running back from Tennessee. So it gives him a little help in the backfield. Going your Tennessee homeboys there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Alvin Kamara will look pretty good in uh, green and gold. So we'll see if that happens this year. So that is our mock draft for the year. Our one and only. We'll be posting it on outofboundspodcast.com. That's our brand new website. It looks new, so don't judge it yet. (laughs) We'll be putting more stories on there in the next few days. But that's going to be where we're going to be putting our mock drafts. Now, Dylan, before we go, let's think of maybe some sleeper picks going that are going to be picked between two through seven and where you think they might end up. Let's start with your boy, Josh Dobbs, quarterback out of Tennessee. 
Oh, man. Uh, I really do not know. Uh, I think that with Josh Dobbs, he has some really good, really good skills, really good techniques to his game. Mm-hmm. He can play in the pocket, outside the pocket. He can run. Uh, he's a very physical player. So he plays till the last whistle, which is a good thing you want to see in a player like that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if the Redskins had a quarterback in waiting. That's a possibility. So I think that the Washington Redskins could be a very, very good landing spot for Josh Dobbs. No, I totally agree. Josh Dobbs, he had a stellar career at Tennessee. And the thing I like about him, like this past season, he had nearly 3,000 passing yards, 2,946 passing yards. He had 27 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and he can run the ball. He had 831 rushing yards and 12 rushing TDs. So, Josh Dobbs, I think he could probably go in the third round. As far as which team that could take him, it's kind of hard to say. I could see him maybe going somewhere like Pittsburgh because Ben Roethlisberger, you know, his situation. He, I know he didn't retire, but he could retire after the season. So, Pittsburgh, I think they're going to start thinking about a quarterback down the road. Josh Dobbs. Is certainly a possibility. Um, another good leg spot that I think would be a great fit for him just because this team doesn't know who their quarterback's going to be, and that would be the San Francisco 49ers. I think that's another possibility that could be a great fit for Josh Dobbs. I'm interested to see where Joe Mixon goes from Oklahoma, running back from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. With all of the drama that's been in his his career with um, the whole videotape coming out and all this kind of stuff hitting hitting another girl or something. I'm interested to see where he goes. I think that he would be a very, very good fit um, with Tampa Bay. I didn't pick a running back in the first round for Tampa Bay, but I think that Joe Mix could be a good good fit in Tampa Bay with, uh, with Jameis Winston down there, and I think he'd be a good fit for their team. Yeah, I have Joe Mix on my list too, and I – think he would be a good fit for the Green Bay Packers. I know with my pick, I didn't have them picking a running back, but Aaron Rodgers could use help at that position. And I think Oklahoma would be a good pickup for them with that. Let's go with a player that has been in the news a lot lately, Jabril Peppers out of Michigan, safety. What do you think about his chances? I had Jabril Peppers actually going in my draft. I believe it was, let me double check here. He went to, one second, I'm scrolling through here. I probably wasn't paying attention. (laughs) It's fine, it's fine. I did have him up here somewhere. Continue, where do you think he'll land? Well, Jabril Peppers, I think he would be a good pickup for San Francisco. San Francisco would be a good pickup for him. I could see him in Detroit, be a home kid for him and for the Lions. But those are two teams that I see that he could be a good fit. Philadelphia could be a third choice, but we'll see. How about D.D. Westbrook, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma? He was the nation's top receiver last year. He won the Belitnikoff Award, and he had 17 touchdowns. Where do you think he might go? I think if he's on the board still, Tennessee should take a look at him. Definitely. Really? Definitely. I mean, I, because in my mock draft, I have Tennessee picking uh, tight end and O.J. Howard mm-hmm. um, and then going with um, 
Jamal Adams, safety from LSU. So I, th- I think that we need some wide receiver help, and I think that he would be a good wide receiver to fit in the system we have in Tennessee to give Marcus Mariota a weapon down the field um, when it comes to pass plays. Definitely. The only thing I would add to that is if the Titans are looking at receiver options, um, there's plenty of other choices they can choose from. And I heard about Zay Jones. He's another guy from East Carolina that's been getting a lot of attention. Number two, I think a lot of experts think he might be a number two like slot receiver. So that's another option the Titans could do. Um, one player that I think everyone is talking about as far as what's going to happen with him is Deshaun Kaiser, the quarterback from Notre Dame. What do you think about his chances? Do you think he's going to go maybe second, third round, or do you think he's going to later? I think he'll probably go to the second, second, late second, early third round. I think so. Um, I don't know which team would pick him, but he has enough talent to where he could be a serviceable backup quarterback for now, groom him into a quarterback that could actually play in the league because he has to learn the systems of the league. When he was in Notre Dame, he wasn't playing a pro system. So I think it'd be interesting to see um, how he can turn it around after, especially after he got transferred. So I think that, oh, no, he didn't get transferred. He was in Notre Dame, correct? He stayed in Notre Dame. I think so. <clears throat> I, I think thought, he got transferred. I thought he was from Florida State. Did he go to Florida State initially? Didn't transfer? I don't know. I think he went to Florida State. I think he was in Notre Dame, but then went to Florida State instead. So I, I think uh, something like that. Anyway, yeah, I think he'll be in the late second, early third. Another quarterback that I think could maybe go in the second and third, but maybe he's not getting a lot of attention, is Nathan Peterman, the quarterback out of Pitt. He had a really solid season with the Pitt Panthers. He had 2,855 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, 7 picks, and he can also run the ball. He he can also run the ball. He also understands the situation, you know, not trying to do too much. And he throws the ball quick. If you get in the ball in pretty much in five seconds, that ball's gone somewhere. So he understands his role. He's not going to rush the ball too much when he's throwing the ball. Uh, as far as rushing, he had 286 rushing yards and three rushing TDs in 2016. So Nathan Peterman, I think he's another quarterback that could be a sleeper pick that could maybe blossom into a, a good quarterback. As far as which team, I don't know. I didn't mention Pittsburgh. Maybe they might go with a homegrown kid and take him. Uh, Nathan Peterman, I don't know if you know this, but he's a, also a transfer. He went to Tennessee, and then he transferred to Pitt. Interesting. Look at that. Also, TJ Watt is on the board, too. Younger brother to JJ Watt. Where do you think he's going to land? Well, I had him going to the Saints in my 32nd pick. And as I mentioned, he to me is a sleeper pick as well. But you, I'm sure you know when it gets late in the first round and people are trying to go crazy, <laughs> making trades, you know so many sleeper picks are going to get picked. Hmm, like when Tim Tebow was picked, when the Broncos. Very true. So, so I think with TJ, TJ Watt, offensive linebacker, he'd be a great fit for the, the Saints because it helps get protection for Drew Brees. He's getting older. He ain't getting younger. And now that they got AP, Adrian Peterson back there, he's going to create a lot of space for him. And, you know, the Saints, I think the Saints will, will bounce back this season. And I think they'll clinch a playoff spot in the as a wild card or the division winner in the NFC South. Very good. Well, that's the episode for today, folks. Thanks for listening for our draft analysis for the 2017 NFL Draft. 
Make sure to check out our drafts online on outofboundspodcast.com. We'll post those up either later tonight or early tomorrow morning before the draft happens tomorrow night so that you guys can check it out and go from there. So you can use those drafts if you want to to help with your mock drafts if you'd like. If you thought that our draft sounded good, then do it. Yeah, just leave us any comments, suggestions um, on the website or our, my personal blog jtsportsguy.com and let us know what you think we'll probably all be wrong tomorrow but hey I'm probably not going to pay too much attention to the draft tomorrow because there's another team that I'm closely following the Stanley Cup playoffs my Washington Capitals we got a big game tomorrow they start tomorrow Pittsburgh Penguins Mm -hmm. your Preds they play tonight we play tonight yes sir against the St. Louis Blues so I'm going to be busy watching that tomorrow but I'll Follow on my phone or on Twitter, see what the draft situation is going on. And if I get one right, I'm happy with that. Exactly. I think we'll get one right, at least with Miles, ja- Miles Garrett. But oh, that's, let's hope so. That's just me. Don't mess it up, Cleveland. Please do not mess it up. And as always, follow us on Twitter at OOB Podcast. Mine is Dylan underscore James. JT's is JT Saka, S O C K A 88. Follow us on Twitter for all the up, uh, most up to date information we possibly can give you. And until then, we will see you on Saturday for our latest edition of Out of Bounds with Dylan James. And have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the sports.